Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burrigan campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Oh, gracious God, we hunger for your presence this morning. And as we have sung and proclaimed, it is our heart's desire that you come. Come and fill our hearts. Anoint us with your spirit. Set our hearts free from what holds us captive to this world. Father, we long to experience your glory of your goodness, to be overcome by your presence this morning. And Holy Spirit, as we as you dwell in us, and as we come before your inerrant and infallible word, may the word come alive in us as you illuminate the truth of this living word to us. Oh, gracious God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we humbly and expectantly ask in the name that is above every name, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Good morning. Welcome to all of you. It's so good to have you. I hope, children, it's good to have you guys in here too. I hope you are enjoying your holidays. Any children in the house? Yeah? Okay. Any young at heart in the house? Oh, yeah. That's a bit better. My name is Michael. For those uh, of you who are new or visiting, let me add my welcome to you. It's so good to have you joining us in person or even online. Thank you for joining us. I want to thank all the volunteers, AV crew, our worship team, our parking guys, and even the special, uh, the Sunday Cafe team, putting on a special treat for the, for the kids. Yes, fantastic. Now, children... We have activity sheets. I'm going to say, those who are young at heart and you want to grab an activity sheet is for you as well, right? So if you want to make your way, come and grab a sheet at any time. That would be great. For some of us who are a little bit older, a little bit older, I have this game to start off. And this will lead into the message, right? So the game is called Samoa Crazy Beaver Fan. Now... The youth, youth would know of this, right? Youth would know of this. Now, let me explain how this game goes. There's going to be a statement up there, and you have to guess whether that was made by a diehard Beaver fan or is out from the book of Psalms. It's a verse out of the Psalms. All right, are we ready for this? Are we ready for this? All right, Ross, can we have the first one, please? Is it a Psalm or a Beaver fan? Why are you ignoring me? Where are you when I need you the most? Psalm. Psalm. Oh, Psalm. Okay. Ross? Yes. It's Psalm 10 verse 1. All right. Well done. Well done. What about the next one? You saved my life. You made me believe. Who's all these young people out the front? They say, oh, this is Beaver, Beaver. All right, who's this? Yes, it is a Beaver fan. Well done. Well done. 
this thing is not going well for me at the moment. All right, next one. You were perfect and beautiful for all. Is that beaver or is that... Lisa, you're so confident this is beaver. All right, Ross, tell us whether it's beaver or... It's a crazy beaver fan. Are you a beaver fan? Are you? No? All right, what about... One more, let's do one more. One more. You made my life complete and put me back together. Psalm. All right, tell us. It is Psalm 18.20. Well done, church. That completely failed what I wanted to do. Now you guys did really, really well. And so, yeah. But how did you really go? You know, we live in a world where our belief and our practice as a Christian is challenged every day. It's challenged every day. And this is not only from those who don't know Jesus yet, but it also comes from within the church as well. And this isn't something new. The early church and throughout history of the church, people have experienced and journeyed through challenges to what we believe. Challenges to what we believe. So when John wrote the letter, what we know as 1 John, and we're going to read from there soon, there was a religious group called the Gnostics. And they were stirring and bringing false teaching to the early church by saying that they needed, that we needed a new and improved version of the gospel. Through experience and knowledge, we need a new gospel. I know it was only a game, however, I hope it wasn't that easy to pick out the difference between the two because it sounded similar. It sounded similar. Was it a verse from the psalm or was it a beaver fan? And likewise, the new and improved gospel, when the Gnostics presented their thoughts, their ideas, it sounded similar, but it was different. It was actually a lie. And we know that every truth, every true statement is surrounded by lies. And at times it's hard to discern the truth from lies and hence we can be deceived and believe in the lies. And so when we come to the understanding of Scripture, it is critically, it is so important for us to be able to discern the truth of the Word, the true meaning of Scripture and how to apply that to our lives. You know, we live in a world with the same kind of heresy as the early church did, in that there are false teachers who say that Jesus and his word are not sufficient or even it's not relevant for us in the cultural climate that we live in today, that we have moved on, that we have progressed. Like the Gnostics, saying we need a fresh new revelation of Scripture through knowledge and through experience. For we know better, for the times have changed. And it is in these muddy waters, the issue of false teaching and theology, that the Apostle John speaks to us to help us to set a course and navigate through these times. So our Bible reading comes from 1 John chapter 2, 
26 and 27. And I've taken it from the New Living Translation today. And if, got, if you've got your Bibles there with you, I want you to open up to 1 John 2, 26, 27. As John says, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But his anointing teaches you about all things, as that anointing is real, and it's not a counterfeit. Just that it has taught you, remain in him. This is God's word for us today. Preceding this passage, John had been identifying the characteristics of false teachers and their teaching. And continuing on in verse 26, John discusses, points out another characteristics of a false teacher in that they seek to deceive. They seek to deceive the faithful. And the root word in Greek is the word planao. And it has a couple of meanings. One involves intent and the other the result. First, the intention is to cause one to go astray. To lead one astray or to cause one to wander, to mislead or to deceive. And at the same time, it has the meaning where a person proceeds without a proper sense of direction, right? To go astray, as like in the lost sheep, to stray away from the flock, to wander about aimlessly. And so what John says is that these false teachers have the character of misleading and deceiving the faithful, to cause the faithful to stray, and the result is that they end up wandering aimlessly. And we are, and if we are not careful, we too find ourselves wandering. As we live in this world with so much information at our fingertips, we too can be misled, thinking that we are on the right path, that we have the right understanding, not only about faith, but about life. But if we're not anchored on the truth, we will be led astray. We will be deceived, we will find ourselves wandering, seeking, searching aimlessly, rather than being on the right path. It's great that John doesn't leave us there. John says, in verse 27, we have an anointing. We have the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have the Holy Spirit who will teach us. The gift of God who dwells in us, who goes with us, he will teach us. Amen. Now, to better understand this statement of verse 27, it's, it's actually easier to read it in, in reverse. So verse 27 tells us to remain in him, to abide be in fellowship with Jesus, for his spirit will teach us. The Holy Spirit is the only person that we need to teach us the truth, and through that, we will not be led astray. He is the one who will teach us about all things in truth, for the Holy Spirit 
is the spirit of truth dwelling in us. The moment that we acknowledge Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that it was for our sins, that the death that we deserve, that I deserve because of my sin, my rebellion against God, when I acknowledge that Jesus took that upon himself, so that when we come in repentance and seeking forgiveness to accept Jesus into our life, surrendering our life and accepting Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, at that very moment we receive the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is for everyone, everyone who accepts Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. It is the gift from God himself. And now this anointing, he dwells in us. Amen? Amen? That is such great news. This spirit is the one who will teach us the truth and keep us from being led astray. So good. So good. What false teachers and the world try to do is is to try and take the place of the Holy Spirit in us. That's what they're trying to do. And what they say is a lie. And the aim is to lead us down the wrong path. To deceive us to lead us astray. So what do we do? Well, there are a couple of things we can practically do on our faith journey, which we can learn from John, what John has said. Firstly, let's immerse ourselves in Scripture. It's not just a, just a sit down and read. We need to immerse ourselves in Scripture. We need to meditate on the Word. Christian meditation is different to other religion meditation. The Eastern meditation and Christian meditation is different. Eastern meditation, we want, it wants and asks us during the meditation to separate us from the world, right? To disconnect ourselves. But Christian meditation is to bring us closer to God, to be in His presence. It's a totally different approach. And we need to do that on a daily basis. We need to, we are instructed to hold on to the word that was given to us. Right, 2 Timothy 3.16 summarizes what we need to know. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. All of scripture That scripture contains all that we need to live a godly life. But we need to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the meaning of scripture. All of scripture. Not only in parts, we can't take parts of the Bible and try to divide the scripture up, but we need to take it in what is written in context from Genesis to Revelation. The part that you're meditating, it needs to hold true, your understanding of it, it needs to hold true from Genesis to Revelation. And as John says in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide us. For he will not speak on his own, but... Whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever God 
says he will speak to us. Now, can I just say that you and I are a messenger of God? Amen. Yes. Do you agree with that? We are a messenger for God to proclaim his word. We have a calling, all of us, through the indwelling of the Spirit to proclaim God's word in word and in deed. But this must come through the right understanding of the word of God. We need to do the we need to do the work. We need to spend time with God. We need to be in his presence. It is important that we seek the illumination of God's word. What we need today is not a revelation of God's word, but an illumination. Here's what I mean. God has already given us the revelation of who he is, who the Son is, his divine will, and his plan. He's already revealed that to us. He's revealed the fallen human nature and what was required for our salvation. He's revealed that to us. It has already been revealed. What we need now is an illumination of God's word for us for today. It is important that we don't look at Scripture through the lens of the culture of the day or of the time, but we look at the world through the, through the lens of Scripture. We look at the culture through the lens of Scripture. The right question to ask is what does Scripture say about today and not what today say about Scripture? We need to look at the world, the culture of the day, through what God has already said in his written word and ask the spirit of truth to illuminate that truth to us. Remember that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are warned in Hebrews 13 not to be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. All kinds of strange teachings. You know, God's word don't change. What God meant thousand years ago, it means today. Still holds true, and it will still hold true thousand years on. God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. Culture and time changes, but his word does not change. It will hold true, and it is still relevant to us today. Matthew 24, great verse, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Hence, as Christian, there is no way we'll be able to stand against the lies of the times unless we immerse ourselves in the inerrant and infallible word of God recorded for us and given to us. And this has to happen on a daily basis. We need to meditate on the word on a daily basis. If we're not, because there's so much information out there, so much information, and our young people are glued to it, how, do you, how are you going to differentiate the lie to the, from the truth? I have to say, what we did at the beginning of the service, was it a psalm or a beaver? 
There are times, I'll tell you what, there's, there's one, other ones in there. There are times you go, actually, I wonder. We must immerse ourselves in the Word of God, relying on the Spirit to illuminate the Word to us on a daily basis. A Christian who spends time daily in the Word and in prayer, in conversation with the Spirit of God, walking with the Spirit, will have the discernment that we need because He teaches us. He shows us. We don't have to make the decision, right? He already does that for us. He illuminates the Word and what was already spoken to us. And as we do this, we will abide in Christ, which is the second practical thing that we can do to be taught by the Holy Spirit. John instructed us to abide in Christ. To John in verse 27, to abide in Christ is for us to persevere in our pursuit for relationship and fellowship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit, to live a life which bears the mark of, a, of Christ himself. John 15, 4 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Unless we are connected with and to Christ, we cannot bear fruit. Further down the chapter, Jesus continues, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory. Very important. To my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the word remains in us, we will bear fruit for the glory of God. Not for glory of ourselves, but for the glory of God. Showing ourselves to be the disciples of Christ. One of the trademarks of a false teacher is that they like to bring attention to themselves. The Holy Spirit will always point to the Godhead, right? We cannot possibly live in the Spirit, abiding with the Spirit, if we're not connected to Jesus. And it is not enough to say, give me more of Jesus without the Word of God made alive in us through the Spirit. The more we savour the beauty of Christ in our lives, the more we will be drawn to Him. The more we spend time with Him, the more we will be drawn to him. You know, when Rachel and I first dated, she doesn't know I'm going to share this. When we first dated, I haven't had permission. Sorry, Rach. Um, it's one of those things, you know, the spirit leads and you just, right? Okay, okay. Um, I met her in Korea, right? I was, we were actually introduced. We were actually introduced um, by a mutual friend. And from the first time we met, we just wanted to spend time together. Right? It was weird, it was strange, but it was great to spend time together. And when we separated, we wanted to be on the phone talking to each other, right? And we wanted to see one another again and then again. When we spend time with God, it's the same. It's the same. When we get to know Jesus, when we spend time with him, when we meditate on his word, and the Holy Spirit just brings it to life in us. 
We just want more of that. We want more of that. The Word made alive by the Spirit of God, illuminating, bringing Scripture alive in us, will prompt us to be obedient to what He has for us. Not only to believe, but choosing to live what is written, live it out. We don't simply believe the truth, but we live out the truth. And this lived truth is not out of context, but it's actually in the context whole, in the, through the illumination of our understanding from Genesis to Revelation. It's not only parts, but it's the whole of Genesis to Revelation. Now, if we pr- profess to be a Christian, but do not live in obedience to the Word of God, we are either deceived or we are a deceiver. Let me read that again. If we profess to be a Christian, but do not live in obedience to the word of God, we are either deceived or we are a deceiver. Scripture is clear. It says to abide in Christ is to bear the fruit of our creator. So what the Holy Spirit teaches us in truth will lead us to live a holy and godly life. That we will seek to pursue godliness in our life because we abide in Christ. The truth is lived out and the world will know that we are his disciples. For whose glory? For his glory. So to conclude... Know that false teachers and teachings are counteracted by our true teacher, Holy Spirit, who dwells in us, the spirit of truth. And in order to, be, to avoid being deceived, we must persevere in our relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit. And in all teachings and experience that claims to be from God we need to test that spirit, where it's coming from. God has given us a spirit of truth. And as we engage with the Holy Spirit, we can ask these five simple questions of the experience or the teaching that comes. Firstly, is the Bible test. Since the Bible is the word of God, inerrant and infallible, It is the benchmark for all truth. Now, does the teaching or the experience stand true and uphold what is spoken from Genesis to Revelation? Does it uphold? Does it stand in line with that? If it doesn't, mm mm-mm. But if it does, trust that teaching or the experience. Second test is the Jesus test. Does the teaching or experience magnify Christ? Does it lift him up to the place where he rightly should be? Or in any way, does it denigrate him? Third test is the character test. Does this teaching or experience promote godly living as recorded in Scripture? Or are those who do the teaching themselves, are they living a holy and godly life? Fourth test is the decency and order test. 
Our God is a God of order. He's not chaotic. So is the teaching or experience decently and in order, or is it chaotic? And the fifth and last one is the evangelism test. Does this teaching or experience promote winning people to Jesus or to something else? Does it lead people to Jesus or something else? Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is the one who dwells in us to teach us, to illuminate the teaching and experience to us so that we can live in the light of truth and not be led astray. So we're going to come to a time of reflection. We want to spend some time with God and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit I just want to invite him to come and be, he's already here, but let's open our hearts to him. Let's open our hearts to him to ask him to reveal the truth. What lies have we been believing? What have we succumbed to? And if we are yet to believe in Jesus or have not met him yet, when you just invite him into your life today to show the way that you don't have to struggle through life because the great teacher will reveal all truth to us and lead us. So let's spend some time with him now. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come afresh in our lives. Help us each day that we may be in step with your Spirit to draw strength, wisdom, understanding and power from your Spirit. And as we live out the truth of your Word in word and deed, empower us. Even though the world says otherwise, grant us the courage and the strength to walk faithfully with you. And the Holy Spirit who lives in us, 
empower us to love, to pursue godliness and holiness as we we continue to be transformed more and more into the likeness of Jesus, that we will bear much fruit for the Father's glory. Holy Spirit, Teach us, show us, guide us through life as we navigate through difficult situations, circumstances, struggles in life. Show us the way. Help us to trust in you and obediently follow in the the way that you are leading us. Help us to, to do that And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.